0: Week 11 is going to have some really interesting primetime games, teams that are going to be big playoff threats. Bengals, Ravens on Thursday night, Eagles, Chiefs on Monday night. Which one's the bigger one and who's going to come home with with the win on either of those? All that and more here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Chris Carter, James Rapine. Let's get into it.
1: You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers, James Rapino of Locked On Bengals, and we're here breaking things all things down on the NFL here on your favorite NFL podcast. A reminder, you can find this show. On your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all the daily Monday through Friday episodes on all things NFL here in the league. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's linkedin.com slash on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. James, we got some primetime games this week, baby. Like this, this ain't Jets Raiders. This ain't (laughs) Broncos, Bills, though we do have the Broncos back in Browntown this week. But we got the Bengals at the Ravens. You'll be covering that game in Baltimore. And then we got a Super Bowl rematch, Eagles at Chiefs. Monday night football. All eyes will be turned to them. My eyes personally will be at Akerser stadium Thursday night. Cause I have to cover Pitt versus Boston college. Woo. But there will be a phone set up sideways with the NFL stream on, on, my, in the press box. Of course, silent. I got to do my job, but I'm going to be keeping an eye on what's going on over there. Who's winning Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. It's going to be huge. Which one do you think is actually more important? Because listen, Eagles chiefs, that, that that's, that's a lot of attention because both those teams are just in the Super Bowl. They're still both threats, but we know the AFC North is the best division mm-hmm. in football, and that makes that Thursday night game that much more appealing to me.
1: No doubt, you nailed it. And the, one, finally, thank the football gods that we have some high quality football that's about to be played. And who knows, maybe they're bad games and they're blowouts, but man, there's plenty of intrigue and storylines around both of these matchups. And to me, it's very, very simple if the Bengals win, then they keep their chances of winning the AFC North alive. Mm -hmm. If the Ravens win, then they show everyone why they're considered the favorites to win the division right now. And when I look at Chiefs-Eagles, it's really intriguing because those could be the top two teams in each conference, Super Bowl rematch, all of those things. But the division is settled. The Chiefs are winning the AFC West. Right. Sorry, Cowboys fans, but the Eagles are winning the NFC East, and I don't think Cowboys fans really think they are, anyways. So, that element of it is uh, is is a the difference for me. It's it's why I lean Thursday Night Football. It's why I'm so excited to watch this game. Both teams dealing with injuries. Both teams with elite quarterbacks. One team with their back against the wall a bit in both teams coming off of losses in games that I think if you ask people in the building, they feel like they should have won. The Ravens obviously collapsed far more than the Bengals. The Bengals were just kind of outplayed the other day, but almost stole it from the, the Texans. Almost. Meanwhile the Ravens the Ravens just fumbling it down the stretch and, and losing to the Browns. And so which team rebounds? I, I, I think it's it's so interesting because Chiefs, Eagles, you could say top teams in their conference and yet, the top team in the AFC, there is an argument that could be made that the top team in the AFC is the one that wins on Thursday night. Because if the Bengals go to Baltimore and win, you could totally see them making a run. And vice versa, if they lose and the Ravens win, you could see the Ravens getting that one seed and surpassing the Chiefs down the stretch.
0: Yeah, you look at the you look at the Ravens right now. They're they're only a half game back on on the Chiefs. So if they if they won this game Thursday night, they would wake up. next day and be in first place in first place in the in the Mm -hmm. in the afc and that that would be very interesting um the Bengals they're in an interesting situation because if you win this game you're six and four but you still got some very compelling contests coming up. You got to you got to play the Steelers twice. You got to beat play the Jack, Jaguars in Jacksonville. The Colts have been random upstarts. The Vikings will get into how how weird they are with how they're winning right now. You still got to play in Kansas City and then you get your rematch with the Cleveland Browns who beat the Browns or beat the Bengals 24 to 3 in the opener when the Bengals are still figuring things out. This you're very much right. I think the for the Ravens, they can afford to lose this game and then bounce back. They would they would it would hurt their chances at the one seed, but they'd still be in control of, you know, the division race. Though the Steelers and the, and the Browns literally right behind them and then the if, the if the Bengals were to win, they'd also be right behind them. But man, if the Bengals lose this, I, I I feel like the season could be on the line because you lose this game and then, you know, you lose to the Steelers the next week, all of a sudden you have a losing record and you don't have you you may you may only have two opponents that I would say are like the Colts and the Vikings are gimme wins. The rest of those would be a two divisional games and and the and the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like this is like. This is Joe Burrow. Stand stand up. Do what you do. Go go into this. Go into Baltimore and, and pull out a, a, a huge win. And it would change the tone of the entire AFC North. Because everyone's been talking about how, like, I've heard so many times the Ravens should be undefeated. They were they've been so they've been so good all year long. And listen, they've been very talented, but you know, when people say, oh, if they didn't make these mistakes, well, guess what? You know, if, if the if the Bengals didn't make mistakes early on, they'd be undefeated too. You know, you can say that about every team. I think mm-hmm. all these teams have their weaknesses, and I'm really intrigued to see how these teams match up because the Bengals just missed their chance to beat the Ravens early on. Now both these teams have had chances to kind of get healthier, get ramped up, and now this is, you know, I, I still say this is the game of the week because of the division rivalry. We know these teams, they don't like each other either.
1: Yeah, they, they do not like each other. And, and you're right, there's there's a ton on the line. The Bengals, could they hang around and, and make the playoffs if they lose on Thursday? Sure. Their AFC North chances are kaput after winning back-to-back titles in the division. And people listening might not care about that, but no team has won three straight AFC North titles. The Bengals trying to be the first one to do it. Ravens, Steelers, Browns, all three of them ahead of the Bengals right now. It's, it's crazy how good this division crazy. is. And it, it's... It also shows the value of getting off to a good start because the Bengals, they won four straight before Sunday, losing to the Texans. And when you start one and three, it doesn't matter. The margin for error just isn't there. You can't have a a slip up like they did. And so now that's why there is so much urgency going into Thursday night. I will say this about the Sunday night game. It is our Monday night game, excuse me. Such must see when you're talking about these two electric quarterbacks I was going to say offenses but the Chiefs offense isn't as electric I'm really excited to see though this Eagles offense and AJ Brown uh, who's just locked in with Jalen Hurts right now against a a Chiefs defense that is the best defense the Chiefs have had in quite some time certainly during this run with Patrick Mahomes and they're they're not a defensive first team I never want to say that when you have Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid but they're they're more defensive heavy, and they rely on their defense more than ever. And so I think that that's, that's the interesting storyline. Obviously, Mahomes and Hurts are going to get the headlines. But how does this Chiefs defense match up with the Eagles offense? That's a fun one.
0: If the Chiefs don't sack Jalen Hurts and get that fumble return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, yep. they, they might not win the Super Bowl this year. And that that could definitely be a big factor in how in, in, in how that plays out. And so the, the Chiefs' defense deserves credit for a lot of things they're doing this year, but they've been this because they and this goes to a credit to Andy Reid and to the front office of the Chiefs for doing for for building up this defense because this offense, you know, everyone thought for, for years, oh yeah, well Tyreek Hill he's going to be around and Travis Kelsey he's going to be around and Patrick Mahomes as long as he's there they're going to be putting up forty points a game every every day. And they they realize you know what you're not going to be able to pay everybody. And so there's going to be some some revamping unless you get lucky and hit hit some crazy picks in the draft. Your offense is going to take a step back from being the, the unstoppable force that it's been uh, over the past past couple seasons. And they recognize that they've got they've hit on some some picks and some decisions uh, to, to ramp up the defense. And they deserve credit for that. The Eagles their front office has been killing it for years and i think that this is this is a result of that it's going to be they're they're two titans right now and they're going to be they're going to be showing out on monday night and everyone's going to be the better for it watching watching those contests both of these will keep things captivated but there's another primetime game here that people won't be i think as captivated by but could be very interesting for the simple reason that both these teams have been very annoying to a lot of the teams that everyone thinks should be taking over their their conferences. We'll get to that other game in just a minute here on the other side of the first break here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in to make it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and, the, and beyond. To so the world's largest professional network, of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people to hire simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL that's linkedin.com slash LockedOutNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're also brought to you by FanDuel, the number one sports book in America. This season and the NFL season is it has so many incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Like right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with 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 winning any $5 money line bet. That's right, 150 bucks just if you bet on your team and they win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on on all the action. The app is super easy to use. You can download it right to your phone and then as soon as you do, you're betting on spreads, you're betting on player props, over/unders, and so much more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on, and you can enjoy all the NFL action and start to try to win money on it too. It's an offer you won't want to miss. Again, hit any $5 money line bet, and you get $150 back in bonus bets at fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL.
1: All right, Chris, let's dive into what I think are. Two teams that have surprised many. I will say we did call that the Minnesota Vikings could surprise some people after Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson got hurt. We did do that. We didn't foresee the the Kirk Cousins injury. We certainly didn't see the Josh Dobbs trade and him going 2-0, and uh, leading the Vikings, and 1-0 and as a starter, but essentially 2-0 and over the past couple of weeks. But the Vikings are very much in the mix from a postseason standpoint. And so I don't think that's as shocking as what I'm about to look at in the AFC. And these two teams, speaking of primetime games, matched up on Sunday Night Football. Yep. Let Russ cook. Russell Wilson with only five incompletions on Monday night. Sean Payton and the Broncos. Back-to-back wins. One over the Chiefs. One over the Bills. Two teams that a lot of people coming into the season had at the top of the AFC. Ooh. I I don't know where to start here, except I'm going to ask you pretty simply. Who's more dangerous, the Denver Broncos or the Minnesota Vikings, two teams that certainly have surprised the NFL landscape to this point?
0: You know, it's a tough question because – I, I, you know, the, the Chiefs look dead and buried. Ba- not Chiefs, excuse me. The Browns look, Broncos look dead and buried to start the season. They lost to the Raiders, Commanders, Dolphins, and they gave up seventy points to the Dolphins. And everyone just wrote them off and said it's over. Then they barely beat the Bears, and everyone's like, oh, okay. But then they lost to the Jets. Then they lost to the Chiefs, and everyone's like, okay. At that point, you're one in five. What are you even doing? And since that one in five start, they have won three and zero against the Packers, against the Chiefs, and on the road against the Bills coming out of the bye week. And man, you look at those Chiefs and Bills wins, and you think, "Wow, upstarts." I think that though, that this Broncos team can be annoying, but man, when I look at the Vikings and what they have endured this year, like you're right, we we did a show about the Vikings way back in early October after they lost to the Chiefs and the, and they lost Justin Jefferson. The question was, man, how can the Vikings survive if they can win? If they can just win? Three of the next five games, then they'll get him back. They'll still be in the hunt and they'll figure it out. Then they won all five of those games, including games against the, against the Niners and the, the Saints, two teams that we were like, okay, if they don't have Justin Jefferson, those are, those are going to be tough. And then not only that, but they, they lose Kirk Cousins and Josh Dobbs comes in and he's balling out. I think the Vikings are the scarier team right now, especially because you look at their schedule. If they, the way that they've, the way that they've played, if they beat the Broncos and the bears, all of a sudden, they're eight and four. They get a bye week. They get to get a lot. Everyone else healthy. Then they get to play the Raiders. They'll have to play the Bengals. I don't see them winning that one. in the Lions, that Lions twice. So they, they you could, you, I think you could put up three losses on their record right there. But if this team is ten and seven, with the way that they can play offense and their defense is a lot better than people expected it to be this year, I, I really think that this team could be that that annoying little team that goes into the playoffs and then you know, one of the big dogs in the NFC. I'm not saying like the Eagles, but this could could be the team that knocks off the Cowboys in the playoffs this year. And Cowboy fans will be like, why, oh, why us? Stephen A. Smith will be like, how about them Cowboys? I can see the Vikings being that team this year. I don't think the Broncos have enough gas in them to make the push up in the AFC because the AFC is just so loaded right now.
1: I think I, I agree with you. The AFC is loaded. That defense, how real is it? Because the Bills offense, there's all sorts of issues. And, Very true. Uh, Luke Braun and, and Ross Jackson talked about that. Uh, you can check that out after you finish with us if you want. But, man, to do that to the Chiefs and to limit them, I think it was nine points. It's a couple of weeks back now. But to limit them to nine points, if that defense is what that defense is, well, I believe in that running game. I think that they're they're coming along from a running standpoint and, and Williams coming off the injury. Samaj P. made some plays on Monday night. Russell Wilson making plays with his legs. Like this is kind of what we expected when Russ got there. Yep. Is 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 for that to be. I don't think anyone had Russ as a top two or three quarterback in the league even then. But we expected him to make plays and he's doing that. So I think it's interesting because if Russell Wilson is going to, to be this guy, the guy we saw on Monday night, well, they can be very effective. Doesn't mean he has to be the best quarterback on on every field he's on, but they have the quarterback edge over Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. They do. And I like yeah. Josh and I love that the story's insane. Yeah. But but so I, I do think it's close. But to your point, the NFC is not the AFC. And that's what I keep coming back to. The NFC North is a, a nice spot for Minnesota to be in. And, and I think that they can find a way to get to 10 wins. Justin Jefferson, I expect him back this week. And so it's uh, it's fun. Pat Sertan versus Justin Jefferson is going to be must-see on primetime. And, and I think overall both of these teams, they do deserve credit. And I know Sean Payton's making a lot of money, but he's well on his way to getting coach of the year votes because it looked like it was over and that the team was just going to bail – uh, let, let, let's sell everything. That's what we were talking about before the trade deadline. Who are they going to mm-hmm. sell off? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer was nobody. And all of those guys are paying off. Cortland Sutton's catch on Monday night was insane. They held on to Samaj Piran. He made some plays, like I said. And in uh, Williams, Javante Williams continues to get back into form following that ACL injury. So, yeah, I, th- I think that both teams are, are fun. And I can't believe the Broncos have me saying positive things about them. I'm shocked <laughs> by it but here we are.
0: But here we are. And, and, and again, you got to credit the And you know what? That Broncos secondary, they they ain't, they ain't nothing to mess with, man. Like mm-hmm. if this Broncos team had a stronger start to the year, I would be saying like, okay, no, that they, that they're the problem. You know, if they if they didn't come out the gate and stumble, stumbling and losing so many games early, then they'd be in the mix more more so for this AFC wild card race, and then I'd be like, okay, with their defense they should scare a lot of people, but it's a Broncos team. Like you said, they've got, you know, they've got a veteran coach. They've got a veteran quarterback. It's taken time to kind of get, to get their feet under them. And maybe they do become that, that, that problem in the AFC. I just think that the Vikings can sneak their way into the playoffs and I can totally see that. But you, you look at what the Broncos have ahead of them, you know, and not even on their schedules, ahead of them on the, in the standings. They're at four and five going into the, going into week 11. So are the jets and the chargers. The Raiders have a game up on them. The Bills, even though they beat the Bills, the Bills still have a half game up on them. As do the the as do the Colts. They still have the Bengals at five and four. Like the Bengals, I still see the Bengals as a playoff team. Even even if they lose to Baltimore, they find a way to get to get into the playoffs. They they would not let the the season slip that far out of their hands. The Texans, with how good they look with C.J. Stroud, the Browns with their the Steelers, the and then you got all the division winners like like this. Even if they found a way to be upstarts and fight their way to say nine and eight. I'm not sure that's enough uh, with their tiebreakers. They're, they're two and four in the conference right now to get them into the playoffs and then be that team that could be just uh, just really annoying in that first round and be that team that you don't want to play in the first round of the playoffs. Whereas I could totally see the, the, the Vikings doing that in the NFC. Right now, they're the seventh seed. And, you know, with some of the opponents they have lined up, if they beat the Broncos, they could climb up in there. And then all of a sudden – Maybe they're playing. Maybe they're playing the Viking, the excuse me, the Niners again in the first round of the playoffs. And then if you're the if they were able to to to, to get a get a team a matchup like that again, who knows how that how that could work in their favor? Again, I just think the Vikings are in a better spot there. But both these teams will be annoying. There's still a few other teams out there though that can also be some of those teams that trip other, other some of these top squads up.
1: Yeah, there are. And let's get to those top teams coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the perfect daily fantasy platform for you. And it's the largest daily fantasy platform in North America. And the way it works is simple. You pick two to five players in their projections and whether they're going to go more or less than those projections. So let's use Justin Jefferson, for example. Maybe you want to take the more on his number of receptions or more on his number of receiving yards on Sunday night. You can do that. Maybe you think Joe Burrow throws for more than two passing touchdowns or Travis Kelsey has more than 75 receiving yards. You pick two to five of those stat projections and boom, you can win up to 25 times the amount that you put on that projection with prize picks. It is fun. It is easy. It is super simple to set up and you're going to enjoy it because you, don't need to spend a ton of time on it. You don't have to stress like those season-long fantasy leagues and things like that. No, this is quick. It is simple, and it's you versus prize picks, you versus the projections. You don't have to deal with all of these different high rollers across the country and the world, you versus the projections. Get to prizepicks.com right now and go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 again. Go to pricefix.com slash LockedOnNFL NFL and use code on NFL for a first deposit match up to
0: $100. We're back here on the Wednesday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Chris Carter, James Rapine breaking things down in the NFL. We talked about the Vikings and the Broncos as teams that were upstarts. In their in their conference, who could be dangerous down the stretch here uh, for some of those teams that are above them in the standings and dealing with you know other things? Because and this happens every year where there's teams that are that are battling, they're jockeying for position to see if they can get a better playoff seed. Then all of a sudden they play this team that you look at their record and you think, oh, they should win that game. And then all of a sudden they're upset and now they've lost footing in their in their playoff race we talked about the vikings for the nfc and the vikings are a seventh seed right now so they're they're kind of even in the position where they do looking around and making sure they don't lose the games they're supposed to but uh the broncos they are literally you know third from last in the afc who are some other teams that you look at right now and you think like man if this team with a couple matches they got late in the season this team could be the team that trips up someone else and prevents them from either making the playoffs or winning their division
1: it's weird that I think the Chargers qualify <laughs> because because they sh- they're supposed to be one of these elite teams every year. They're and supposed then, to be this, and they're not. They Let, never let's, are. Let's call it like it is. They're they're not. That's not what they are. And without Mike Williams, I think you know if they had him, you could easily sell me on the buy low part where their offense gets going and they start winning games and find a way into the postseason. Right now. I'm not sure they're more than – are, are we sure they're going to finish ahead of Denver? Are we sure about that? Not, I'm not. I, I'm not either. And and so that's a team that they're dangerous because of Justin Herbert, but I don't love the coaching, and they they are what their record says they are. Mm-hmm. I think a team that is, is dangerous because of the mentality, and we saw them win on Sunday night and, and come back against the Jets, and I know it's the Jets. But this Raiders team, Antonio yeah. Pierce, he, he has them believing in playing hard. And they have talented skill players. Obviously, they're rolling with the rookie Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. But you have talent at the skill spots. And, and this defense, they can get after you a bit. And so I, I do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, I don't want to go that far. But could teams stub their toe on, on the Raiders down the stretch over the second half of the season? I certainly think that's a team that I have my eye on. And they're – they're sort of sneaky now. After firing Josh McDaniels, they've clearly bought it.
0: No, I, I agree. Like, you know, sometimes it it takes it takes something like that to to spark a group to start to figure things out because the Raiders, as yeah, they were constituted, even, if, even if Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, comes in and he doesn't, you know, underperform, uh, you know, they, they weren't a team that was going to, to just outscore you all the time. They needed to win with aggressive defense. They needed to, to, to play stronger there. And you look at the rest of their way there, they've got some tough games, but you know, some of these teams that they're playing that they, you know, if, if they can find a way to upset the dolphins or upset the chiefs, uh, you know, and and they, it's funny, funny enough, they play the Vikings too uh, in, in a few weeks here. Uh, But if they can find a way to win one of those games, all of a sudden, like the Dolphins, the Dolphins are supposed to be riding a lot higher, in my opinion, than they than they are right now. Like if you look at the at the conference right now, the Dolphins are the four seed. They're, 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 They're at six and three. They're tied with the Jaguars, the Steelers and the Browns. That's not a that's not a safe place, in my opinion. Like you know, like 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 everyone, I think everyone's kind of you know, with Michael McDaniel's, they're like, oh, they're they you know they're 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 fine. They're gonna be riding to the one seed, and sure, they're they're only a game back of of the Chiefs and, you know, and a half game back of the Ravens right now. But the Dolphins are one of those teams that they could, they could be the team that slips up, and then as as much as we're talking about the Bills and their struggles, if the Bills were able to get hot and the Dolphins slipped up. They could find a way to sneak back into that winning winning that AFC East Crown. So uh I certainly think the Raiders are in that are in that conversation. I also wonder if we look to the NFC, I just think the the, the AFC is so like packed in the middle with teams that, that could do stuff like that. There aren't as many teams in the NFC that I think are dangerous in that way. Maybe the mm-hmm. Buccaneers, like I think the Buccaneers could be a team that with the way that they're built, I love what they're doing on the interior defensive line. Bita Veya and and Kal- now that Kalaja Kansi's healthy, that one-two punch up the middle. If you do not have like a really good center and at least one really good guard, they will be a problem for you. And they can disrupt a lot of the things that you want to do. That's where I'm at. With the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, and they they do enough on offense to go things. I, I I think they could be one of those teams down the stretch here. They play the Niners this this upcoming week. Uh, they play the Jaguars in a little bit. They play the Saints still. Uh, they play the, and I think those are some teams that they're trying to earn, earn their spots. And the Buccaneers could be a team that gets in their way and trips them up from accomplishing their objectives.
1: And right now they're a half game back in the division behind the scenes yeah. at four and five. Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback in the NFC South. Whoa. Crazy. I'm going to say it again. I I don't think it's crazy. I I I think it's it's I don't even think it's close right now.
0: No, I'm not I'm not saying you're crazy for saying that, but just thinking where Baker Mayfield has come from.
1: He no doubt. Like they they are probably in a spot where they should probably sign in this offseason. I haven't looked at their cap and all of that. But like Baker Mayfield is clearly a starting quarterback in this league still. And there was a lot of dysfunction in cleveland i saw it firsthand you did too mm-hmm. and uh, at least secondhand in the division however you want to look at it and it, then carolina it's a joke it's a really tough spot to win we, oh. we saw it last year and we're seeing it now with bryce yeah. young who i think can still be good by the way this is not me bearing the rookie i think he's been put in a really bad situation and so i can't he's, he's kind of excluded from this anyways but today baker mayfield's better than anything they have in atlanta and I covered Desmond Ritter. I'm not buying that. And yeah. Derek Carr, I'm selling that stock like Josh McDaniels did, which might be the one thing that he um, got right, even though they didn't get anything for a Carr. So to me, th- that's that's the selling point on Tampa Bay. And I could totally see it. I could totally see them finding a way to win that division still at 9-7. and seven. Saints have the edge. Not saying they don't. Jameis is uneven. Derek Carr is supposed to be back anyways. I would take Baker over both of those guys. So we'll see. I, I think it's interesting now. The 49ers. Sorry, Tampa. The 49ers are coming.
0: They they, they, they uh, we figured it out. That, they that, got that. their bye week. They were like, all right, everyone, calm down. <laughs> you know,
1: we're, yeah, we're they're coming. I, I think the 49ers roll roll the bucks this week.
0: They should. They should. But the, but again, this is where I'm like, if the Buccaneers found a way to make that game annoying and to and, and to make them lose, the Niners would then fall to six and four, and they'd be looking around like, wait a second, we, we were we were supposed to be running this conference this year. We were supposed to be at the at one point they were like the undisputed the best team in football. So that that's where I'm just like I'm not saying that the, I, I'm picking the Niners to win this weekend, but if they lost all of a sudden they'd be 6 and 4 and then if this if the Seahawks who do the Seahawks have, have have this week looking around here the Rams. If the if all the Seahawks would have to do is beat the Rams and all of a sudden the Seahawks would be in first place in the NFC NFC West and everyone would be looking around like what the heck just happened here? So
1: I would not should. I I don't think Seattle's that good.
0: I don't think so either. I, I think that they've they, they've done a good job winning the games in front of them, but I think that they uh, the position that they're in they're gonna they're gonna end up being one of those teams that kind of doesn't get in the way for a lot of teams down the stretch here. Just my opinion there, but we'll see who the most dangerous teams are as the season continues again. Primetime football is going to be huge this week. Bengals, Ravens, Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, Broncos. But all but those those two other ones we're talking about, those are going to be huge. We'll be giving you all the opinions here. James will be covering that one, so check out check out all the stuff that he does for Bengals, Ravens. I'll be covering a college football game around that time and keeping my phone up uh, just to get just to <laughs> see what's going on in that action there. But thanks again for tuning into the Friday edition, or excuse me, the Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL Podcast. We're your hosts, Chris Carter and James Rapine. We'll see you again real soon.